0: We're available on Facebook as Latin Proud Orlando and on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening and ¡Vamos Orlando! Welcome to Loud and Proud Orlando. Thank you so much for being live with us. Uh, it's Monday, June the nineteenth, eight thirty four p.m. I want to say um, to everyone, Happy Juneteenth! You know, everybody watching, everybody listening. Thank you so much for being live with us. Uh, you know, we we had a I will say a a, a hiccup against New England. I think uh, Orlando uh, didn't look like they their usual their usual self. Their, their winning streak was cut short by a very good New England team. Uh, we'll dissect what occurred. Personally, I think um, we missed a lot of players, and we played playing a terrible pitch. And I know that's definitely not an excuse. Uh, I, I do want to say it's not an excuse. I think when you're a professional soccer player, you need to get used to playing any type of pitch. But um, having Gillette Stadium with grass – you know, it could have been easily, you know, something could have been done. But then again, it's New England. New England was a better team. A lot of things did not work out, starting from the, you know, left and right back positions, in my opinion. I think, to me, the man of the match for Orlando was Mauricio Pereira. I think he had an okay game, in my opinion. We'll talk about Duncan Maguire, who keeps scoring the, the Helen of the Heartland. We'll also talk about... What's coming up next for the Lions? We have Philly. We also have Seattle Sounders. Uh, and that and more. Uh, thank you for joining. Drop us a thumbs up. Uh, subscribe to the channel. I do want to say uh, we're, we're growing. And I want to thank you guys for, for your support. Click in, on the notification bell for all notifications. Uh, drop us a thumbs up. That makes us grow. Follow us on Twitter at LPO underscore podcast. Also on instagram at lpo underscore podcast or loud and proud orlando and also on youtube as uh, loud and proud orlando also this episode will be on audio form on spotify and apple podcast right after and again uh, the more you subscribe the more you hit the notification bell the more we, you, you know you'll see us live any video we upload even if it's our post press conferences and things like that trainings will we'll be on there so uh, john how are you my friend uh well what are your takes for this uh last game against the the revolution hi buddy not bad you know it was a
1: disappointing 3-1 loss yeah. but um i was i was hopeful of like a 1-1 draw and there was a moment in the game where it looked like maybe yeah. we could do a 1-1 draw um but it wasn't meant to be so lots of factors i think on this one one, New England seemed to be a team that like, we struggle against. I don't know. They're like a bogey team for us. Um, the, you know, I think uh, this is between Bruce Arena and Oscar, it seems like Bruce is winning that that battle, right? Uh, and then also the turf, like you mentioned, I think that really doesn't help us. Like The reason we're so good on the road usually is because the counterattack is fast, and we could not really build up a quick counterattack with that wet, heavy ball on you know, turf, it just doesn't move that quickly. So that kind of inhibit us a little bit on the counterattack. Plus we're missing some key players and some of the players that got put in didn't really shine as a chance that they had, you know, they didn't really grab an opportunity to shine with players missing. So I think all of those combination things kind of led to a, a three, one, you know, disappointing loss, but Hey, we're not going to win them all. um away from home against the revs 3-1 is uh you know it's not acceptable but you know it's not what we want but i can't be too mad about it you know it's not like it's not like uh we lost at home to charlotte right that's a completely different kind of loss to a loss away um to the revs
2: when you're bringing that back john jeez i I just came came back just to hear that No, no, no. Hey, let me go back. Let me go back then. There's
1: different (laughs) kinds of losses.
0: No, that's true. I'm just
2: bugging you, Jan.
0: What's up, Paula?
2: How's everybody? Sorry to uh, join late to the party. Uh, Life happens. Traffic was horrible on the I-4. It was raining. Um, But um, I'm back. I'm back. So happy to be here with with everybody, even though with the loss, but. It is what it is.
0: So you know, one thing that was clear to me was, and I think we said it in this show before, whenever Orlando is having a great a great game, it's because their their backs are doing really good, like the 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 defensive, the four out, out back, were on point. And I think I don't know if it was the pitch, Holiday was fit definitely. He he he, he did a lot of the third uh, wear and. and and tear of of that flank, but I, I just felt his crosses were very inefficient. That was just my my opinion, and I think uh, kind of kind of felt that he just got back into the game in a way, back into playing again. So I kind of felt Kyle Smith was surely missed in this game as well. Rafael Santos couldn't get deep. Uh, same with Angulo couldn't do his his own self because just the pitch was horrible. And on the other hand, this is a team that n- they know how to play in this in this turf. And, I mean, mm-hmm. th- in my opinion, the two backs that they have there, the Juan Jones and By, they had a phenomenal game. And they were the driving force in the attack for, for this New England team, in my opinion. Um, I expected also, I don't know what you guys think, a little bit more about Martín Ojeda stepping up on Fakus' shoes. Uh, I just felt he um, he's definitely not Facundo Torres, uh, and um, I don't know. It might have been the pitch, might have been that game in particular, but I kind of felt he was kind of wonky. Uh, good game by Mauricio Pereira. I don't know. What are your thoughts from the get-go, of, um, John?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't really think anybody had a particularly great yeah. game, honestly. With you, I mean, like. You know, we're looking at there. And again, you know, foot mobs ratings aren't always 100% accurate, right? You know, it's just a guideline. But Mikey's getting the, the highest and Mauricio are getting the highest ratings. And I, I didn't really think they particularly had great games. So it's hard to pick out anybody and say they did really well because. But you know,
0: Alpha had a great game too. But uh, I, think, I think, I think Araujo, though, was
1: doing all the work, yeah. right? Yeah, I think right. Um, we missed Kyle Smith coming in as the inverted, like, Wing back, as you said who gives that support and allows a to go forward so i think in this game because with Halliday, it was more of like a ruho you're gonna have to sit a bit deeper and do the dirty work um and i was hoping that felipe would be the right next to him doing that dirty work too but i gotta say i was not very impressed with felipe this game he um when we signed him originally i was really excited and i was like this is great this is a great backup this is a good you know guy to bring in to kind of sort of fill the shoes of Urso, you know, someone that we've seen around the league before be very, you know, scrappy is the word I would use, right? He's, he closes people down. He runs hard. We should, he did it last season for Austin, but since he's put on a Atlanta city Jersey, I haven't really seen that Felipe for us. So this game for me, he was, he was doing a lot of ball watching. He was doing a lot of jogging around. He wasn't being quick enough to close down the man. He wasn't closing down the ball all the stuff that Wilder was doing and all the stuff that Kyle Smith does when he comes in, it was basically just a doing all that. And I really, that did not help us because Carlos Gill and Gustavo bow and, you know, they got a lot, the way they play, they've got a lot of midfielders. So if we don't have our midfielders closing down theirs, it just got, you know, Carlos Gill just did whatever he wanted because a was the only one really trying to stop him. Um, And so it just looked very much like they dominated us in the midfield. Um, And I was a little bit disappointed, even with guys like Angulo, who I don't think, you know, particularly, he did some defensive work, but it wasn't, again, like his shining light. Santos, like you said, you know, didn't really, wasn't able to get forward and affect the game, putting in crosses like he did. Cara, for me, just didn't really do much at all and I understand that people were like oh it's the kind of game for him and you got to feed him and all that stuff but I just I don't see the effort that we saw in those four games where he did well it looks again to me like the car that we saw at the beginning of the season who doesn't want to run and close guys down he doesn't want to run to make a run off the ball he just seems to be quite happy to like jog around in the box and maybe hope to get enough space to make a, you know, make a shot. But really, he's not he's not generating anything, and I think that that's not necessarily his fault. I think, like, this game was was better for Duncan because of the counterattack and the kind of striker that Kara is. So, yes, you can kind of say, okay, we didn't give him the service, but also I think in a game like this, he has to try and create stuff as well. Like, he has to try and you know, do a little bit more than just go and stand in the box and hope that the ball comes to him. Um, and we saw in the second half when Duncan came on, that's what he did. And the game opened up and we had more options. So I think for me, those two, you know, Felipe and Carr, just I, I did, did not have good games. And they're reflected by the fact that, you know, on several different stats websites, they've got the lowest ratings of the two players.
0: Paula, where are your highs and lows of this game? I don't know if you, you saw the game. Right.
2: I saw the game. I went to the watch party, oh, um, and Alec won the sign ball uh, about for the entire uh, team. So woohoo! I, 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 I we won something. Someone rigged
1: that. It's definitely rigged.
2: <laughs> no, no, but um, I'm, I'm going along the lines of John, it reminded Felipe. Remind me of when Pereira in the beginning of the season was playing that same position, something like that, right? Um, he was not pressing us. If people were doubting Wilder, we cannot doubt any 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 more wilder. Like we can see that we miss Wilder Cartagena. See? Right? So and and definitely what what I was criticizing our coaching staff was it was the the subs. Like the only the, the only sub that they didn't miss was Duncan in in the forty forty-eight minute or the forty-five, I don't remember. Yeah, he came out at half. On the half, but then they waited so much to take the others in the 75 or for or later. So I was like, why they're taking so long? They already put us, like, we were 2-1. Let's take, you know, take out Felipe. I was um, commenting to Alec. I'm like, Felipe needs to get out. Like, he needs to get out, like, now. Put Dagger Dan in or Juninho or somebody in from the from the, from the the bench. And then I know that Felipe wasn't the, um, how do you call it, the, 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 uh, the second goal fault, but even though he was not doing anything, and I was like, the second goal, there, the well, third I, goal or something.
1: I know it wasn't his fault too, and but if you watch, the guy is what well, I call ball, watching, ball right? watching. So he's yeah. ball watching when he there's a guy behind him, everyone else mm-hmm. is marking, the, the back line's marking, he needs to turn around and go, I need to mark the guy behind me who was the guy who scored the goal.
2: So <laughs> the, the only... The only thing that I'm criticizing is the sub. Sometimes, like the coaching staff was on point going lately. The last six games going on point, subbing each player at the right time. I don't know if the 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 grass, the the turf, juju, or the ref. Um, I I, I don't know. I don't know. Or well, or go, go ahead, Lise.
0: I just feel that there's really no excuse. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, and yes, the turf is important. I just think our our left backs and right backs did not work at all. I mean, it was just a pointless crossing. And Duncan's goal came about out of a pointless cross from Mikey holiday And it when I say pointless... It was a
1: deflected cross. When,
0: when, when I, when I say pointless, I don't mean it in a bad way. Because, you know, out of... The five or six crosses he did this one became a goal and so that's kudos to him i mean that shows that his potential as a player i mean and he just came back so imagine him a, a, a more a, a sharper mikey holiday he will be able to definitely uh you know be a, a force to be reckoned with like in the beginning of the of the first few games for orlando city before he went to the yeah. under 20 so I think we're. this is not the end for him, and, and, and that's great. And, and another thing I wanted to say was, you know, the, the goal came about, and it was just genius from Duncan McGuire. I mean, he, he generated his own goal. I mean, just the way he positioned himself over the center backs, like that just shows his, his, his ability of, of spotting, you know, uh, a, a gap or or a, or a flaw in in, in how their position new england was positioned badly he took advantage of that and
1: by the way anybody yeah. who says oh we need Carr on because he's big and tall and he can score headed goals that that is the goal that Carr would score Correct. and duncan scores those too. so yeah i don't really think that's art like that's what i'm saying anything that carr can do duncan can also do including long-range headers that go nicely in the bottom corner
0: yeah, so he he went and he he just generated his own header, and you know, I mean, uh, I call him Edward Norton, and the, the whole game was called Edward Norton, Earl Jones, whatever his name is. The landlord. Uh, yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't. Um, he, you know, he he didn't. I mean, he he just saw it going in pretty much, uh, and I just, you know, in a way, when when he scored, I had a, like a little bit of a glim of hope. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, crap. Okay, cool. We're going to we're gonna get back in the game. And then when I saw that Juninho came in, and I do want to say, I love the fact that Orlando is actually utilizing OCB talent and they're actually really not – they're not looking like rookies. They're looking like seasoned players ready to play. Uh, Juninho generated two chances in the first few minutes that he started – and I asked Oscar about it, too, in the post-press conference. He's like, yeah, like, I'm super proud, you know. Um, Now, why did we bring Juninho and why was Otero there? Because, obviously, we have players missing, right? And uh, I kind of felt he, in a way, felt the same thing about Felipe at some point. He, he's like, you know what, maybe I took a little long with him. Maybe I should have put Juninho sooner. Because I, I guarantee you, if he would have put Juninho sooner in that position, or you know, I think Orlando either could have tied the game, or um, would have would have scored sooner, because uh, Juninho was cutting Carlos's heel vi- uh, um vision in a way. You know, you know his 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 awareness of being able to distribute that ball. I mean, you have to understand he's he's the, he's a the magician of, of that midfield for for New England. When Juninho came in, he's like, hey, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna let, I'm not gonna let you through, man. Like I, I'm I'm gonna fight you back. I mean that's the attitude I got from him, and, and that's something
2: sho- to prove too,
0: right? And, and that shows kind of w- where he's coming from, right? He's coming from uh, you know Brasil, he's coming from Brazil, you know. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, I-, I felt like maybe a little sooner of a of a sub would have maybe changed some of the dynamic, but overall, I felt like. As I said, that at Ojo, I mean, there was really it, it was a it was a bad game for Orlando. I, I I mean, on the attacking third, in my opinion, I thought it was uh, very ineffective. Um, I mean, there's really nothing more I could say uh, about that. I don't know anything you want to add there, John.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we covered most of it, right? The turf and some of the bad performances from some guys who came in, like I. I I thought Felipe would be the guy for this game because he's more defensive, but really maybe dagger should have got the chance. And I think you're totally right that he should have been brought on earlier. And the subs did change the game a little bit for us. And we really started to like get into the game. Like the first half we weren't in the game at all. We didn't have anything. So the, the subs made a difference and that was good to see. And then we started to, you know, be a little bit more open and, and they punished us like that third goal. I we only think about that is why are you taking a short corner a short corner when your like center backs are up, everybody's up for the fact that you're gonna put a ball in the box. So why you take a short corner and then you get caught out on a counterattack because our entire defense is up in the box, right? That doesn't make any sense to me. So that one I think. I'll forgive them, but it, it wasn't great to see that goal. It, it looked a very, you know, they just cut us open, and and then that was it, situation.
0: Yeah, I mean, he Juninho looked very confident, um, very confident, and and I'm I, and I will add um, uh, Angulo. Um, I mean, against, and that's what I'm saying when they when 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 our our forwards have. Bigger fishes to fry, right? I mean, you're talking about By and the Juan Jones, and those two men—they had such a great game, you know. And that was to me one of the reasons why Orlando lost this game. I mean, you have to praise New England too. I mean, in a way, they know how to play in that pitch, right? And you—you felt—I felt Angulo very uncomfortable uh, running on the pitch. You know what I mean? And when you have uh, one of your key Attackers, the 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 player has made the most impact in the attacking third, feeling uncomfortable running, uh, facing two two backs that are probably going to be at some point a national team if they're not already. Um, You know, it it shows and and it show in this game. Let's read some. I mean, also their goals were really good. Like, let's not you know,
1: we weren't beaten by you know. Right, some, right. Some like there's two absolute golosos in there. with These guys, you know, the one on Santos, I fell for him, and I think Mason on that, like he couldn't see it until it was too late, you know. Let's, Bo, Bo's goal. Let's
0: let's read some comments and then go with Paula. Mr. Santos seven. Mr. J. Santos seven. How much better does Ojeda look if he wasn't being robbed all season? There you go. There you go. That's a good point, Jim D. That match was a big step up in competition for OC and it showed. Hopefully Wednesday we can rise to the occasion. P, uh, uh, our set pieces are the worst. No, I completely agree. We don't take advantage of set pieces. Uh, Miss Francis, Felipe and Kara were especially disappointing. I was happy Kara was subbed out at the half. Felipe should have been subbed out at the half as well. We lack quality in our second and third string. I, I do believe we have... Some, I mean, I want to be positive and say that we do have some depth. I mean, we we show it with Juninho. I think it I, depends
1: I, in which position, right? Right,
0: and, and it just feels like it was a little bit too. We waited too long, in my opinion, right? That to make that move, what if, what if, uh, Profe Pareja would have brought him in, car, um, Duncan, fifteen minutes before. You know what I mean? It it, it could have you know could have given the time. I mean, you can tell the kid had this drive in his eyes like do you see his celebration i don't know if you guys saw this i don't know if you saw his celebration yeah. he was just like he was like come, like, on, come on let's go let's, like let's go, let's, let's, get, go. Let's, let's and i love that man no celebration know, man. just straight back to the yeah, you know let's
1: just let's yeah, go like back. i don't care if i scored we need two I more i thought that we were we need-
2: gonna tie at some point, yeah. like you said, Luis, I I, I thought that we were going to... Okay, we're going to tie. Everything is fine until Bo... Bo or no, Hill scored the third goal. I'm like, uh, never mind. No,
0: no Carlos <laughs> Hill, he has generated six of the nine New England Revolution goals in the last four games in the MLS. He has four goals by himself, two assists. Um, So, I mean, he's, to me... In my opinion, the best midfielder, the best ten in in the league, right right now.
1: He's the player we're missing in this team. Exactly. I was
2: gonna say, let's bring him.
1: If we had a Carlos Gil, I mean, like I love Mauricio, I think he's done great for us, but clearly this season, he's his legs are starting to go. So this oh, is God. why I'm keen to see a replacement in that position sooner rather than later, right? Le is gonna play on the wing. We right. need a we need a ten. I I was hoping long-term, you know, maybe Dagger Down would get that chance, but he's getting very few chances.
2: You have a player in your mind?
0: No, I I was going to take my wallet out. I'm ready to pitch in. (laughs) I'm ready to pitch in. I I don't know if they take um, Apple Card. Take Apple Card? Well, Messi takes Apple Card for sure. Okay.
2: Fanatics too.
0: (laughs) I don't know, but I don't know if you guys saw that this this jersey being leaked for Inter Miami. It's horrible. I'm gonna say this. If I'm messy, I'm like, yo, I'm not playing on that. Looks I'm like not, Gary I'm Lynch not playing. One. It looks like my daughter grabbed a bunch of paint and just went like this on a on a t-shirt, like on a polo, like turquoise polo. Like went like this with her fingers, man. It looks hideous. Why would you wanna that that's the first jersey he's gonna put on? Like, come on, man. I mean, well, anyways. And then the whole expansion thing of their stadium, I don't know how they're going to do it, but, hey, it's on them. But we'll talk about that later. But, well, the next uh, the next um, test for Orlando, it's going to be another tough team, uh, which is Philadelphia. And Philadelphia also comes, comes with some missing players, right? Uh, the first one um, is going to be Andrew Blake. He's going to be with Jamaica. Uh, and uh, who's going to replace him? As a former Orlando City keeper, Joe Bendick will start against Orlando. Right? We're,
1: we're, uh, we're going through all the old keepers. That's exactly. Like, right? Joe or- Bendick, we forgot about you, but we <laughs> yeah. got to play
0: you. So Joe Bendik uh, is going to be uh, um, their keeper, the starting uh, goalkeeper. Uh, everybody's saying that he's playing really good. That he's actually not. Jim Curtin praised him, saying that you know he feels confident with him and all of that. Now, um, Jim Curtin gave a, according to the info that I got, uh, he gave a. He he's probably gonna do a three five two lineup. That's how he feels that he's gonna do for Orlando. Um, also, Damian Lowe, um, he would who will be he will be out, and as well as Alejandro Bedoya, he's he's not going to play. So, Bedoya is usually, um, must start all the time. I think yeah, he's, the a, captain, he's a yeah. he's a captain, right? So, uh, so they're gonna having some you know changes there. Now, um, we're gonna be playing a better pitch, that's for sure, right? Um, we, what what can we do to um, neutralize, in my opinion, th- this team that is uh, one of the, to me, top of the East, at least one of the few tops of the East is again um, staying consistent w- with the defending, and now that Angulo and Santos and maybe Kyle, because I feel like maybe Kyle, we need Kyle in this game because they have better players in the in the attacking third. Um, You know, especially Carranza and all those players. So um, they need to have an A game. By them having an A game, that's when we're going to start seeing Ojeda cutting through, Angulo cutting through, being a little bit more uh, incisive when it comes to attacking. And then we may have some gaps and some chances. And like uh, Mr. Jay Santos, I think he was no um, uh, Jim D, uh, our set pieces. Like we need to take advantage of that, man. I mean, those are free
2: goals right there. I have been saying it.
0: And we have people that that, that shoot the ball pretty well. Like, um, you know, we have Ojeda. Like, I don't know what's going on. Ojeda missed
2: by a little bit, though. Let's give him. But I need that ball behind that net. So
0: how would you uh, assess this uh, upcoming game, um, John?
1: I mean, we're still out, Pedro. Correct. Yeah, and we'll correct. still be out Wilder, yeah. but yeah. we're going to have Antonio back, and we're going to have Kyle Smith back. So, yeah, I think I don't. I don't want to say Mason had a bad game. I think it's hard to step in and go away at New England. So I think you know Mason could have a good game this this game. We don't know. Yeah. Um. And then really, if that's the case, it's really just Wilder that maybe we're super missing. And I would like to see you know. It's quite easy. I've written it down here. And they they rhyme. It's quite simple. Dagger and Dunk. This is what we need. We need Dagger and Dunk. Dagger and Dunk. Start Dagger, dagger Dan. Dunk. Start Duncan Maguire. And
2: dunk.
1: They Yeah. They're like a duo. Dagger and Dunk. That's what I want to see.
0: It would be good to see Dagger Dan and, and Duncan Maguire starting for sure. I mean, um, what if what if Cara is a super sub, man, and he actually is better coming as a sub and starts scoring even more goals. You know, it just it happens. You know, it it, we, it happens in the in the best of teams in the worst of teams.
2: We we saw it in the Tigres game. Yeah.
0: You know, some players like Martín Ojeda, for example, he's actually played. I mean, and not and not to say that he doesn't deserve the starting spot, but the way I saw on in this last last game. Like, he couldn't cut it through like Faku, So, and I don't know if it was a pitch or not, but obviously, you know, he will come as a sub, re-energize them better. Same with Mauricio. I feel like Mauricio too could sometimes, you know, take a little break here and there. Now, um, do we really want to... I also feel like Orlando, that's better when they score in the first 15, 20 minutes of the game. They feel like a little bit more at at ease, like they already scored. And they can definitely uh start, maybe getting some protagonism in the in the in the ability of play. I don't know what you think about that, John.
1: I think well, a few things. One, they're gonna want revenge for that two yeah. one win that we got at their house. You know, we kind of stole a little bit from them. But also they weren't as they weren't in full form yet, Philly, at that point in the season. Now they're like the Philly that we expected that are, you know, pushing to be like second, third in the East and consistently doing well. I mean, they lost last weekend to um, San Jose, but before that they won four in a row. So they are a very dangerous team, even without these two players, you know, even without Andre Blake, they are a very, very dangerous team. And so we we have to – we haven't really played – this good a team at home in a while, right? We've got some home wins against some lower down East teams, Um, but we haven't played at home against a top level team in the East. So I want to go at them. I want to go hundred percent full attack, but it's going to leave us open and exposed. So we have to kind of be careful, kind of like the Atlanta game. I would say that's how I would would be similar to sort of tactics, right? We, we know they've got a lot on the attack as well. But we need to be aggressive, right? We can't. We can't. This is our house. We're not going to sit back, you know, and try and defend. I don't want to see that, even if it is Philly. Um, and I'm hoping that Oscar won't do that. Um, in terms of the lineup, I mean, we can we can run through that and, and see what you guys think. But uh, I think there's different ideas about what we want and what Oscar might actually do.
0: I mean, I think their their mid is pretty good i mean Ga- uh, gazdag and flock and kai wagner they're they've been pretty good i guess especially against orlando they're not going to be playing with damian lowe or andrew blake that are there on the on the screen so and uh colombian international bueno will be playing also more than likely there glassness is always pretty pretty good uh, i think uh since Glessis is going to be in the Angulo range, he needs to take advantage of Glessis' physicality when it comes to marking people. And maybe the, I, I have a feeling we're going to get some really good set pieces on, on the left side of the uh, on the Angulo side. Uh, on the 1v1, I feel Glessis, he sometimes is over overly physical that um, Angulo can definitely take advantage of that. Now, we need to take advantage of the set pieces, So. Um, you know, I just, I just kind of have a feeling of that, and but no one, uh, definitely, I, I'm not downplaying this Philly team at all. I think this Philly team is a, is a very good team. It's going to be a very good test for Orlando City. What are your um, first thoughts uh, about um, this upcoming uh, match, Paola, against Philadelphia?
2: I mean, it's, it's going to be a test for sure, and I'm looking at the lineup that we did back in March 25th. And it's an interesting one. We play Felipe in the midfield. Um, we didn't play Antonio Carlos because he was um, he was injured by that time. Um, Enrique started at that time as well because Kara was um injured. So right. I, I I'm gonna go with with what Don said. I'm gonna go with Dagger Dan. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna ask you guys why... Do you, by any chance, do you know why Oscar pareja and I? I know that you, you don't, you you don't are not mind readers, but why Oscar doesn't give more chances to Dagger Dan starting right in in the start lineup because he has proved that he can mark people right, and I think Felipe didn't mark any people on the last. Game, so (laughs) I think that you're right. (laughs) So, so
0: he had like zero tackles. Yeah, I checked it on several sites. He had zero zero
2: tackles, tackles. and and I can't be by himself. So, that's my question.
1: Also, with Kyle Smith back doing his inverted fullback situation, he helps there too. So, you can definitely get away with that. Like mm-hmm. I think Dagger Dagger, he's a he's a box to box player, right? He's played yeah. defender. Like I know he's not played defender in MLS, like he's played defender in Iceland. But the guys played left back and right back, and for his club, he's played, he's fine in defensive midfield. I, yeah, I I'm with you, Paula. I think it's one of those things where Oscar, for some reason doesn't How do quite you believe Oscar's in dagger heart? i don't know he hasn't dagger hasn't shown oscar enough for
0: him to be like you know, yes i maybe feel i maybe feel that there has to be some games that he plays without mauricio starting and i kind of feel like he, may, he maybe feels like mauricio is like he, you have to start him no matter what so he like you got to play with a number 10 to create right and yes in a way i do understand in certain games like for example at home
1: Mm -hmm. Where you have
0: to actually, you know what I mean, Um, you know, you're going to set the, you know, you're going to set the counters, you're going to set the, you know, the, you know, the tactics, right, Uh, to to, to win the game at home. I kind of understand why, you know, that, but when you're playing away and you're playing against a team that is a top contender in the East. Against three players that we've played against them before, that they're very dangerous, like Gazdag, Flock, Wagner, especially them on set pieces too. I think they're one of the best teams in set pieces in the MLS. Right? Like, you need, I, I like ca- call me defensive and park the bus, but I'll play with with three defensive midfielders. I I, I would not play with a ten because I'll play off the counter with my wingers. Like, I will play with Ojeda and Angulo, and then I'll have Kyle and uh, um, Santos. Like, I will play with that. You know? Um, that, that was and kind Lucas, of my... too? No? Hmm?
2: ¿Petrazo as well?
0: Or not well, really? I, I don't know if Petrazo is ready. You know? Dude, mm. they really
1: undersold right. that injury or something because he's been out for, like, so... I yeah, mean, like, no. I know he came back and played OCB, but... I just wish sometimes there'd be a bit more like open and say, open, you know, Hey, yeah. it's going to be a few months or instead of just leaving us in the dark. And we wonder what's happening with that player.
0: Yeah. But I mean, Petrasso, he did play uh, on the two, like two, one win, minutes. Orlando win. Yeah. But uh, I feel like it's definitely going to be Santos. But again, you know, Santos and Angulo have made it so far a good pairing except this last game because they played in a, Crappy field.
2: Let's say the turf.
0: And I also they play against top level competition too, and it just it just was not a good game for them. Let's just say it that way. Uh, I just think with Philly, we need to play a little bit more conservative, in my opinion, because they got Flock and got Ga- and Gazdag, and Gazdag has been actually very good for them, and Kai Wagner actually um he's pretty he's a win back pretty much. He's pretty good and he's a speedster has good crossing ability I mean he's definitely a threat um and so we we cannot be very like uh I mean we're definitely gonna attack but I rather you know if you if you give me dagger and you give me araujo and then maybe you give me uh Ramiro Enrique or or maybe even Mauricio I'll play with two with two uh, defensive midfielders in this game. I you mean, know. that,
1: like, sort of 4-3-3, I think, you know, with right. Araujo a little bit deeper. And then mm-hmm. you could play, like, Dagger down and Mauricio, both as, you know, like, eights in front of Arujo as a six, right? That would give you a bit more solidity, and you could still go forward with the attack when you wanted to. Or even, you know, play Felipe, Dagger, and Arujo. Go for three of them, like you're saying. I mean... I'm not sure whether Oscar wants to move away from the four-two-three-one. I think he's found that this he's is working for him, yeah. and he's set on feel, that. He likes. I, feel, yeah. I think that's the only reason we're not going to see that, right? And I think that Dagger Dan is. If you're going to play the double pivot, I, like we said, we didn't see it from Felipe, so the chance is there for Dagger to to get that second role next to Arujo. I, like who else? Like Janinho, maybe. I mean. That would be amazing. Yeah, Juninho, you mean I start, mean, but yeah. I don't see Juninho. it happening. Yeah, I don't um, see
0: Juninho getting the start.
1: That's but yeah, I mean, in terms of defensive midfielders, those are your options, right? We're not we're not heavy in the midfield. I would say if anywhere, like I said, we need to bring someone in attacking midfield or defensive midfield, we're, we're perhaps a little light there um, with someone you can step up and replace Wilder for sure.
0: That's right. Um, anything you want to add, um, Paola, for this game?
2: No, we uh, we need our uh, regulars back. I'm just kidding. We he Wilder back when he's coming back.
0: <laughs> well, the, we uh, said what, what he's gonna. Good? So, so l- listen to what I have to do uh, today. You guys probably are wondering. So after this show, I'm starting my Spanish pod right after. Okay. And then cuz I have to wake up at 4 in the morning. Where
2: cause are you Peru, going?
0: Cuz Peru plays Peru against game. Peru plays oh, against Japan. Oh, Japan. Yeah. And so my other channel is doing the, the watch party. I'm doing commentary. Commentary and then Cool. The post, the post game, yeah. So and then after that, I gotta work at, t- at ten o'clock.
2: Are you screaming goal <laughs> at four a.m.?
0: Yeah. So imagine that. <laughs> so that's why <laughs> yeah. that's why I'm ending the night early because um, it's um, it's it's gonna be a, a, a big a big. <laughs> it's it's the last game before the qualifiers. It's the last um friendly match that Pedro is gonna have and Wilder is gonna have before the the you know the qualifiers right so it and it's a big deal facing japan and i guess who who was going to be playing and all the big names are going to be playing so it's it's quite a big competition but um but yeah that's what my day is shaping to be the next few hours (laughs) but uh pedro we talked about is going to drag
1: wilder on the plane to seattle yeah we we anticipate yeah we anticipate both of
0: them in seattle quickly returning to seattle hopefully (laughs) Hopefully. I mean, hopefully. I mean, this is the thing. And I am i was completely against at these two friendlies being in Asia. Um, there is a big controversy about these two games. The usual person in charge of setting the friendlies up uh, was not uh, in charge of doing these two friendlies. Um, they bypassed them. The Federation bypassed his own guy. And then the president of the federation booked this to himself and pretty much told everybody, no, you got to go to Asia. And so they they were looking for friendlies in North America. They wanted to play maybe, you know, El Salvador, Honduras and things like that. But they are traveling now across country to, to that and the jet lag and all of that. So I we'll mean, see. I think
1: it's more on MLS. <laughs> For exactly. me, like, why are we why are we doing this? Stop. There's yeah. no need. We don't need There's to be no need. like the whole world is on an international exactly, break, and you yeah. want to be part of the soccer world. Yeah, and <laughs> also be on an international <laughs> break. There's a reason that every country does this. Like, and it, it's kind of one of those, you know. Now, what? Now we're in the messy era, right? Can right. we can we get rid of stuff? MLS like <sighs> turf fields and playing during you know, international Please. breaks where the rest of the world is not. Like these are things that other countries look at our league and they go, Well, that's stupid. And we're like, yeah, you know, I mean I think for me the turf one is I've never understood that. Like I think it's I think it should be banned. I don't think you're you should be allowed. And anybody in New England who thinks they're going to see Messi is sort of disappointed. Like these top players are not going to go play on turf. They won't do it.
0: And after uh, Philly faces us, they face uh, Miami, right? And I do want to say uh, before we talk about Jim Curtin and the national team, um, this this is false advertising, man. <laughs> like, come on, guys! I know you guys. I know you guys are very excited about Messi coming. I me mean, too. Don't get me wrong. I'm Wait, happy, is that but... the
1: club's official graphic? Where do you get this from?
0: No, this is from this is from. Uh, I think it's fan made because. <laughs> okay, it looks Beckham, very fan made. Ba-
1: I would be a bad. Beckham, like club. really?
0: Beckham, like is the Beckham gonna? <laughs> Beckham gonna play? You know what I mean? So I'm shaking it's my a, head. Right, but anyways, um, Philadelphia coach Jim Curtin, which to me is one of the top coaches in the MLS. Uh, spoke about not only Orlando City saying that they respect Orlando. That yeah, they're missing key players. or They're missing key players too. And aside of all of that, they they talked about the national team. You know? He was saying, you know, um, that he was never asked um, to to fill in the shoes, even though um, Onyewu said on national TV that they interviewed like top candidates from all over the world. Um, he also mentioned that he was never contacted for, for a job uh, with a national team. But uh, he feels like football in, in the United States or soccer in the United States is growing tremendously, especially with the academies. And he cited two, three academies, cited Philly's Academy, cited Orlando's Academy, right? And important, the importance of the academies um, in, in, and the new in New England's Academy as well. So, and actually all of them three are doing very well Um, in in Orlando, for example, uh, they're going to a quarterfinals um, Orlando quarter quarterfinals bound under 17s. They just defeated uh, Charlotte in penalty kicks with uh, an amazing uh, goalkeeper, Zachary Campagnolo uh, really bright future. Uh, Definitely to me, he's going to be in the national team uh, at some point. Um, and, uh, you know, this is what the future holds for the United States as as a soccer nation. And then, you know, I don't know if you guys saw it this weekend, but, you know, um, the U.S. became the back-to-back Nations League champions. Um, there's a new king in North America, and it wears red, white, and blue. And uh, disapp- I'm very disappointed on the little draw that Mexico had after that whole debacle. I wanted you guys' opinion on how you feel about the, the whole stuff. Let's let's dive in a little bit about the national team. Um, I will say I think there's big things coming. I just don't know if Burr Halter bringing him back, it's a big step in that direction. In my opinion, I think they should have looked somewhere else. Maybe even Jim Curtin would have been a great option. But I don't know. What are your thoughts there, John? on uh, this uh, <clears throat> championship.
1: I mean, also it's great You're that we won the Nations League again. You know, <clears throat> we won. Um, I can hear you. I'm not muted. I don't think I, I can.
2: I, I can hear him. I can hear <laughs> you.
1: Was it me? It's Luis. You're it's throwing Luis. me off, bro. Luis
2: is you. Uh,
1: <laughs> You Just keep talking, me. John. Thanks, man. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> basically, yeah, like, the, I think it's also that we won the CONCACAF again, and we're obviously very dominant in North America, which is great. But the U.S., like, has to – they have to prove themselves against, you know, other nations, right? Like, World Cup, we got to get past sort of, you know, we got to get past the round of 32 and the round of six, the 16. So – what we saw from Greg Berhalter in the last World Cup wasn't particularly in my opinion, amazing. So yeah, I, I just think, why why did we fire him and then look for six months just to hire him back? That's the stupidest thing it's I've the dumbest ever heard move. of. It's the dumbest. dumbest thing in the world. And the fact that you got people like Jim Curtin being like, yeah, no one ever asked me. I'm like, are you for real that no one ever went to Jim Curtin and said, hey, do you want to be like not only that they were talking about all these candidates they looked at and you know not just American candidates right like the US has the same problem that my awesome nation of England has where we feel the need to like hire a coach from our country you don't need to do that that's not in the rules you don't have to do that at all we could have gone and got anybody you know other famous coaches that have European experience World Cup winning experience that were available on the market and we just, went back to Greg and like what, why, why? Like he wasn't that great. There was all the controversy (laughs) that happened with Raina and everything else. So like, why go back to something that's already been tainted and we already know what it is. Uh, To be honest, I think um, Hudson was doing a better job when he came in and they let him go. Didn't have any chance of keeping him, you know, and this like ridiculousness of like BJ being, Brought in temporarily. It was obviously just to fill the gap until so they brought Greg back. And it's just like, well, what is this clown show of managers that you've got going on? Like, what? It's embarrassing that the US soccer spent six months to find the guy they fired. Like, that in itself is everything that is wrong with US soccer. Like, no, I have, I have no time for it. Obviously, I'm going to support. You know, follow the boys, but for me, like you, basically just said the twenty six World Cup is going to be the same as the last World Cup. I don't, I don't see, I don't see Greg having the acumen and the intelligence and the tactical knowledge to get the best out of the squad. Personally, I don't think he's able to do that.
0: And uh, I, I want to add, um, you know, personally, I, I believe. Um, he should have not gotten the job back at all. And I feel like the United States, I don't know about all the things, they have the final piece in the puzzle now, you know, after Josh Sargent and maybe Ricardo Pepe, you know, the whole debacle for the world last World Cup. The final piece in the puzzle is this guy right here, which started as a meme, right? It started as a, as a whole meme machine, right? I started started food. in
1: Orlando when he came to visit, and we, right. we we let the world yeah. know that he was here.
0: Yeah, I wanna uh, you know congratulate whoever you know said that. But uh, I mean, he looks like he fits the system. He feels comfortable playing. He's scoring goals. He's a. I'm wondering which club is gonna get him. I feel like a Premier League club is easily gonna get him. In in you know, he's not gonna stay to play in that club in France for for that much longer. You know, um, I could see so, a
1: promoted club to the Premier yeah. League going after him as their main striker.
0: Yeah, Brentford, you know, like a well promoted club. You know, I just, I just feel like, I mean, this kid's like f- fantastic. I mean, it was just really good game, and uh, I don't know what were your thoughts, Paola, regarding the the national team against. Uh...
2: I mean, I'm with John and with you after. I was talking to Alec, I'm like, can you imagine they did successfully won with Mexico? They 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 win super comfy. They went super comfy with Canada because they were a headache before when Greg was there. They were they were not winning comfortably like before. And then he's coming back. I wouldn't I wouldn't not hire him back. Like all this drama again. And then when the reporters I think it was Pepe. He was being interviewed, and um, the reporter asked him, hey, breaking news, he's coming back. He avoided just the question. I'm like, ugh. I'm like, it is what it is. I think they're just going to play because it's, it's Team USA. I don't know if it's, it's going to hurt the team. Hopefully not. I'm going to just support because it's, <clears throat> it's just the team. I, I wouldn't go with this option but I don't know why they did it I don't know it's because of the all the drama and then he proved them wrong or something I I don't know It just looks bad
1: some people seem to think there's like a legal thing here a legal thing that's ridiculous like nah in in the world of soccer you just fire the guy you don't have to justify why you fire a coach like it looks you know what I mean Yeah.
0: right and not only that like what Mexico did it was just ridiculous too I mean Mm-hmm. Come on, man. I mean, first and foremost, the whole, whole, the whole fight, and I understand like Sir G- Sergiño also reacted, but I mean, but then it's just the fans are upset, and w- with all due the respect, there, I think they I agree with them in a way because you know they feel like you know all, the, all, the, all their life they've been this. I think I'm, I i do not know if I'm going to pronounce it wrong, hegemony or. You know, like this this, this winning streak of Mexico being the kings of, of CONCACAF, right? And um, now here comes the United States and they've been owning them the past, like, you know, the past few years. Uh, and now actually soccer in America is growing tremendously in the youth level and in Mexico is the other way around. They're not putting... the the, their 17 year olds 18 year olds to play professionally at a right time um and that's that's bad you know and then the the very volatile people they they hired this gentleman diego coca who came with a back-to-back championships with atlas i think and they fired him like nothing like now they have no coach and they just hired the dude like a few <laughs> a few months ago, you know? So um it could be worse for us, right? But I, I truly feel that I know these players that had just won League's Cup. And I'm I'm gonna show you the I mean this is this is tremendous. But this I mean, is the thing. The squad is better than ever. And that's yeah. what annoys
1: me the most yeah, look, about this Greg look.
0: situation is like
1: you've got the killer we've got the best squad we've ever had, in my opinion, for the US. Like they're top level talents playing in top teams all across Europe and in MLS. And and yet Greg is the guy you choose exactly. to lead them. Like,
0: no, not now, the choice. Look, look at the ages. Like Walker Zimmerman, 30 years old for a center back that's young. But the rest of the team is is, its like under 23 almost, 25, 24, 26, 22. Like they have for at least three more World Cups.
1: And most of our best players, in my opinion, are like 20,
0: 21. Exactly. And now, you know, I feel like a lot of these players like Gio, Junas Munsa, Timothy Wea, Balogun, Pepe, Weston, Luca, Christian, all those guys, Brendan Aronson, they're gonna be sought after by high high level teams. And uh, top teams, top clubs. How is Burr Halter gonna manage that locker room when let's say the, the elephant in the room, Captain America, right here, this guy, he's right now being rumored. Uh, for FC Barcelona, there's, you know, obviously smoke. But let's say a big club lands him, I don't know. Milan or Inter Milan. Right. How are you going to manage a club with that, that star-studded club? I mean, you know what I mean? Uh, and I just feel like there is... Coaches that are going to get you to a certain level. And then there are coaches that are just going to make you stagnant and just going to stay like this. And I feel the United States have, has potential. And I feel it because of the players. I feel they're going to be playing Copa America 2024. Everyone in South America is downplaying the U.S. Oh, no, we're going to. We, Peru can beat them. Venezuela can beat them. I'm like, you, uh, bro, you you're sleeping. I think we
1: saw what he had to offer in, yeah. in the World Cup, right? So, um, yeah. unless it's like going to be revolution, like you know, unless this whole thing with Geo was the issue and that's why it wasn't really that amazing, I don't know. But they did okay, like you said. Like he he's going to get them to a, a max, right? And with Greg, right. I think we've seen the max. With somebody else, we could potentially see the even higher level, but. We just don't know if that's going to be an option if you hire the same guy again.
2: Is me or they were playing better?
1: Yeah, they were playing better. Yeah, they seem to be freer <laughs> under. And the Gio- it's like they don't need a coach. Just, yes. just we don't need a head coach. Just have a, <laughs> just have a GM. That's fine.
2: And Dio had two assists.
0: Yeah, they were playing better.
2: And poor kid already had an injury. He's an injury prone. Yeah, but-
0: they were, they were playing, they were playing much better. Uh, you know, um. I'm just laughing here because uh, what I just saw online. I mean, we um, can
1: spend the next, you know, 10 hours talking about Talking about game, that, I guess,
2: John but, I thought know. that it was me. I, and I talked no, to Alec. I'm like, can you imagine they bring back Greg, right? And they suck. And then this guy, the interim coach, I don't know who it is, like – they score more. They're playing freely. They're playing better. I don't know. I thought about that last night. So,
0: and uh you know, we, we do want to say that there's another guy that has mentioned after Messi's arrival into Inter Miami. John's gonna laugh when I put this on. He's he's about he's gonna about to laugh.
2: B U S. And and I'm
0: saying you know, look, I'm ready to pitch in some money right here to get this guy. Um. It's a dream of mine.
2: Oh, he always talks about coming. <laughs> it's Mario.
0: <laughs> greasy, greasy,
2: Greaseman.
0: That's what I call him. You he French, can go to Greasman. He's on Queps. Right?
2: Hey, we have Epcot. We have friends here.
1: That's right. Is he even good anymore? Let's be honest. If he I comes have... to MLS, is he
0: actually going to be able to cut it up? This seems like kind of like an Orlando signing. He is. No way. Like, hey, think about it. I think I think it's more of like a
1: St. Louis <laughs> <Cintique laughs> like of exciting Yeah. Griezmann is one of these players like that everybody like, like everybody he got overhyped, and like a lot of people thought, like, oh my God, Antoine Griezmann. Like, there was a period when he was really good, but like it wasn't that long. You like know? I feel like he's one of those players that
2: like when people he went oversell. to Barcelona and he was Yeah, like
1: you know, he's playing with great players around him, but Was he ever the
0: star? Not really.
2: No, he's not coming here. He's a winger, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's he's a winger slash... He'd be more of a 10 now,
1: i like he Yeah, yeah, he's smart enough to play the 10.
2: Is that the 10 that we need?
0: No, thank you. No, I would rather (laughs) rather get Carlos Hill. (laughs) I'll pay top dollar for Carlos Hill. Yeah, I know. Um, We just... We just need a we just need a Florian ball again, man. We need we need we need a Florian. We have Duncan. We don't need Florian. Right, right. There Duncan you go. Duncan is our Florian. Let's give Duncan a chance. I, I do feel like we should definitely give Duncan a chance. Let's just do the lineup before we close uh for the game against Philly.
2: It.
0: Um <clears throat> you know, I, I do feel that this game against Philly, we should definitely maybe make some changes. Oh yeah, um, yeah.
2: I'm, with and you. I think
0: that I, I'm on board, uh, I'm on the Duncan train now, um, like you, uh, John. So I'm going to go here. So I guess here we have Mason, right? Um, unless we we feel froggy and put Grittany. Otero. Oh, or Otero. I
1: Otero in the League's Cup. I'm all about that. Come on. Yeah. No, injured, in the Leagues Cup.
0: So. There you go, look. There's a guy right there. All right, so we get AC back. We got Jensen.
2: Um, Jensen.
1: I
0: don't think Schlegel
1: had a particularly bad game. I gotta say, like, I don't, no. I don't usually I would be like criticizing Schlegel because I'm not his biggest fan, but I don't. It wasn't really. I didn't see him make massive errors.
2: He wasn't. I agree. Uh, um. I like eyeballing, like eye watching. Like he usually does.
1: You watch him like a hawk every game, Paula.
2: Uh, hey, it's the truth. I like the guy, but this time it was Felipe.
0: No, here's here's the who, who uh, look. So here's Araujo. Now, who who would you play next to Araujo? <laughs> Dagger, Dan, Dagger Dan. Dagger Dan. I would Dagger say Dan. personally, I think Dagger Dan. I, I I also second that. I think it'll be great to see um,
2: something different
0: than right there. Um, you know, and then here, I think we're not, I think Mauricio is going to be the
2: Mauricio, time. yeah. You're, mm-hmm.
0: This is what I'm saying is we don't actually
1: have another Ten, like unless right. you want to play Faku there, obviously right. this game we can or
0: Ojeda like, uh, you could play it there too. But then who I'm, you playing your? Right? I've not
1: been wild with Ojeda the ten. Yeah, no, I'm not, sure. I'm not sure if that's. I feel like he's struggling to climabilize the MLS. Like let's just leave him on the wing where he knows what he wants. So Ojeda,
0: then Angulo, right? Angulo
2: and um, and, and
0: then now. Based on the performance and the way he played um, every time he's come on, I, I feel like for this game at least, in which we're going to need more presence out mid and Mauricio can maybe take the luxury to command the attack like always he does and maybe not mark as much. Duncan can take also more of a back and forth defensive role switching with him, you know, here mm-hmm. and there. Um Helping out, closing some gaps because you know, you got uh, Flock, you have Gas Dag, you have also um, pretty dynamic players. I think Dagger Dan will be the best choice. That's just my opinion. Um, I feel like Kara could come as a sub, you know, and maybe he has more of an impact as a sub, right? Right, John? I mean, he's done that before. Hey, I'm not. You
1: know, I don't think Kara no. is a bad player. I just think I don't.
0: Not. I don't see.
1: I don't see the the desire there. I don't like Duncan comes on the field and runs and gives you everything. Kara,
2: Kara's a big guy.
1: I get it, but like <laughs> big guys could run. Like, I, know, you know I know. I, mean? I, know, like, I
2: know.
0: I, look I, I know. Look What you're, what the you're real saying about
1: the press from the front? Like Duncan presses from the front. He won the ball back a couple times. <laughs> You know, like he's willing to put that effort in. Yeah, and I think I think obviously his numbers are better, you know, because like he's had less time. Right. So a lot of people are like, oh, but if you start Duncan, is he actually going to produce the same way he does off the bench? Well, the only way to find that out is to give him the shot at the start. Right. So for it's me, like Felipe. I think
2: oh, not Felipe. I'm sorry, it's um, been four um... games
1: and Carr hasn't scored. You know, I think only an MLS where you have DPs, if this was the premier league and your top striker hadn't scored in four games and you had a very good star striker, you know, star alert young guy ready to, to take his spot that no one would blink an eye. It's just because he's a DP that people think, Oh, therefore, you know, you give him more time, get him more chances. But for me, it's the opposite. It's like you, sh- you are the highest paid player on the field. You should be producing. You should be scoring a goal, you know, not every game, but you can't have four games where you don't score. Like that that inconsistency from Kara is not what we want from a, a DP striker, right? You don't you're not spending the most money on the guy to have him score some goals, like maybe 10. We need 20, you know, we need 15 goals at least a year out of this guy. And right now it's it's not on track for that.
0: True. I, I agree. I, I feel I feel like uh Duncan should get the start for this game. Um again, I think he could give us more um attack and defend. Um and we can definitely take advantage of that. And then maybe if Orlando, let's say, is up, you know nil minute eighty five, right? Um and he, and if you feel froggy, which I, I feel like Oscar is gonna play way more conservative. <laughs> At that point, um, you can feel free to play with two strikers and then kinda put Duncan more of like a you know, like a four it still be a four two it would be four two one one in a way, right? Um with two with two nines, right? Um,
1: Here's a question for you. And a lot of people have said that they wanna see Duncan and Kara in some kind of two up top combo. Yeah. I don't think Oscar will ever do it, but um, is that something you guys would like to see? Is like, and if so, like, how would how would you think we could make that happen?
0: Uh, well, I mean, we could do it with with with. I will say um, like this, like Duncan here, and then Kara right 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 up top, and w- when Duncan's gonna have two two roles, which will be attack and defend. Um, he will have to be more of like a ten. Now, it would be easier to play this way with Faku because Faku could have more freedom in the middle. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I think it's,
1: I think maybe Kara would benefit from having another striker alongside him, like a, you know, classic big man, little man situation. Right. A lot of people think that he's the kind of guy that does better in a two striker formation. I just, I don't know if we're ever going to see that or, you know, if it works.
0: Right. So, I mean, there are teams that never play with, with two strikers. Like, for example, the Peruvian national team for years, people have been wanting them to play. Uh, when, when Claudio Pizarro used to play, like Pizarro and Guerrero should play right up top, you know, your two best strikers. And it, they will cancel each other. You 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 either play a game with Pizarro or play with Guerrero. Same as now with La Padula and, and Guerrero. You either play they can they can only do a four two three one formation with West straight number nine up top. There are teams like that sometimes. Um, so I just feel like this is the way um, Orlando is going to line up against um, against uh, Philadelphia. I don't know what you guys uh, think. I think that could be what Oscar does. Yeah. Genuinely.
1: I think it, usually we're like, hey, here's our lineup and here's what we think Oscar. Like it could be the same this
0: week. Yeah. It could be Dan for Felipe, but then the same players. Hopefully Duncan starting. So but anyways, uh any 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 last thoughts, uh guys, before we close, Paola? Anything you want hopefully
2: add? we won and um in my Spanish channel, tiro de esquina, last week we didn't um record an episode because I was in a convention, but we interviewed Miguel Gallardo, so go watch that episode. It's super epic. We ask him a bunch of funny um, questions, and he answered us. He told us a bunch of stories that we didn't know. Tomorrow we're going to um, release a new episode for this week, so watch, watch us, and vamos, Orlando. Hopefully we win this Wednesday against Lily, so um yeah and happy to be back with y'all
0: okay um so you want me to say this uh would you just send me john yeah i mean we could put that out yeah so
1: people are coming in so
0: yeah so we're we're uh we're we're asking everybody to join our facebook group um we're putting it on the comments right here um so you guys are able to just click on the link and join we just talk about OCSC, you know, and pride. And, you know, we just like to keep the conversation going. Right. So yeah,
1: I mean, it's it's lots of people in there. It's growing community, you know, you're able to post what you want talk with others. It's very, very civil. We keep it. You know, we don't allow people to be rude to each other. So um, it's a good community. We haven't got Luis at the moment, but he's going to yeah. Figure out a way to get him yeah, back uh, into our I already community. I already
0: got I already got my profile back. Uh, not <laughs> well, that's that one, good. but I already got my profile.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's good. We one. can get you back in there. Um yeah, I mean I think it's a Wednesday night game. Hopefully the attendance isn't isn't too rough. Those are always hard for us. Um, Paula, are you going to this one?
2: Yes, sir.
1: Alrighty. I'm assuming no tailgate this week, right? Too no, hard to it's probably gonna rain anyway. It's you know, probably gonna rain, year.
2: but I can meet you before.
1: All right. Well, um, I will be going, of course. And potentially, Louise, are we doing another show on Thursday? Maybe. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. We're, we're gonna be live on Thursday. If you guys uh, wanna wanna do one, I'm I'm down. Um so we'll do one on Thursday, uh same time. Um we're going to preview the Seattle Sounders, game against the Sounders, right? Very good team. Um, a lot of players in the top form like Joe Joe, um, Joe Pablo and then also uh, Raul Ruiz Diaz, you know, uh, La Pulga, you know, the Atomic, the Ant-Man, right? Uh, Proving Ant-Man, <laughs> right? So a- anyways, guys, uh, thank you so much for uh, joining a lot of Orlando today. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you guys on Thursday. And vamos, Orlando. Take care, guys. Vamos, Orlando.
2: Let's go. Vamos,
0: Orlando. Let's go. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our Purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as L-P-O underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening and ¡Vamos, Orlando!